Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the How's everybody doing? I'm doing amazing. Bad. Wonderful. Fantastic. Everybody good? Ecstatic. All right. I'm Matthew Clark. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the first episode of the podcast. Very happy to be here. Thank you for spending your Sunday afternoon with us. With us on the air right now currently is Michael Biscardi. Hi-yo. Matthew Klosinski. Hello. And uh, Mr. John Hassidro will be joining us in just a moment. Now, uh, we were discussing a little bit before the show, and um, we decided that I'm a little hungover. Mike's looking at a house today. Claus is jogging, and John is to work. So we're going to just kind of make this a quick five-minute show and then show uh, uh, some Laverne and Shirley theme music um, and just kind of make it easy for all of you. That's, we just got stuff to do. So that's cool. Kind of just what's happened. No, no, it's good. It's, it's going to be a good show. Um, we're all wearing diapers, so there's no need to get up. And um, if there's any sponsors that would like to sponsor the show, um, we're going to do it very cheaply and uh, quickly. So, kicking things off, um, there's a few things we want to talk talk about today. Um, just to give an outline of the hosts. Um, we're all going to be kind of chiming in at different things, different segments. Um, I've known all these guys for a really long time. We're all great friends. Uh, we're in different parts of the country. Um, so, you know, different demographics there. Um, Mike and I are both uh, dating Mexican girls, so the Latina vote in the Hispanic population are probably very into the show. Um, we're friends with some Jewish people, so we clearly have the uh, that support. Um, I don't know if I'm going to alienate anybody else now, but that's kind of kind of what we're doing. You're so let's kick America. off with a few things. What's that? <laughs> Mine's actually Mexican, Mexican national. You're dating a Cali Mex. Oh, uh, Jen's a poser. You're 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 actually dating a uh, legitimate, which is fine. Marrying, and you're, you're getting married next. Marrying. 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 Yeah, well, when are you getting married? You've just been to like a hundred weddings with yours. <laughs> Are you uh, you getting married soon? Yeah, it's actually next week, and it's just, um, kind of embarrassing, really. But uh, nobody on my side is actually coming. It's a totally one-sided wedding. What? Family. Yeah. Well, For what reason? Because you'd be there, both of you. Nobody is uh. 
Oh, make it a trip. Where, where's the wedding going to be? We got a house in, uh, on the coastal bend here in South Texas in Corpus Christi. So nice. But I did actually buy a, a pretty sweet getup that I really can't wait to wear. We'll, we'll kind of get up. I went all out with the... Uh, I went through like seven stores to get it. The all-white linen suit. All-white linen? All-white. Wow. I'm going to a Diddy party, a white party in the Hamptons. It's an all-white linen suit. <laughs> and it's, I'm a tough guy to shop for, so... Uh, wow. I, I, again, I went through like seven stores, so I finally got it. And, uh, you know... White shoes, of course. Some stores that only had the the jacket, some that only had the pants. Nothing fit me. So finally, uh, I think I settled on like a, I think a Delards. I had where I got the last in, uh, in my size. Yeah. Uh, it's very Don Johnson. How many people are going to be at the wedding? I think like twenty. It's good. I always thought the the smaller the weddings, the better. Uh, anyone I spoke to that's that's got married and has this huge wedding, they don't remember any of it. It's they're just spending the whole time saying hi and thank you and everybody just you know. Anybody awesome. from uh, anybody from the cartels going to be there? Yeah. Say again? Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, maybe. You know, I, I, we don't really talk about the past. It's it's possible. I, I'm looking forward to uh, my first divorce. I think that'll be a good one too. Um, I'll probably wear all black. Um, but what you know, white's the way to go for a wedding. That's fine. We'll do that. Um, yeah, I thought about the all black, but it's hot down here. Yeah, a little cliche too. So let's talk about a few things going on in the news right now. Of course, uh, tragedy with the Biden family as uh, Bo Biden uh, passed away of uh, brain cancer yesterday. Um, after being sick for a while, President, uh, Vice President's son, Bo um, Biden, apparently um, his second child that he lost. And really kicking off the news with a with a heartwarming story now to bring the house down. Um, but you guys heard about this? Yeah, I did. But um, is this the one that was uh, the Iraq bet? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I believe uh, yes. I believe he was. Um, he was uh, attorney general for Delaware, and he was going to run for governor. Um, just had some health problems on and off, and uh, got sick about a week ago, and is and passed away suddenly. You know, well, the big question is, I guess, will will POTUS show up to the funeral, or is he at a, a funeral of a victim of a police officer? Sure. What was that? <laughs> I said, I wonder if POTUS will show up to this funeral or he's going to be busy attending another one some victim of a police officer shooting all right the the uh well one the, of the big political move read on facebook you know most of my friends on on social media you know, they're all they're not in showbiz wannabes they're they're veterans they love to post stuff about how the how POTUS neglects funerals for fallen soldiers regardless of race or creed or whatever but you know take the time to attend funerals for victims of police shootings. Uh, you know, so they post all these memes and stuff. If it's on social media, I mean, it's it's true and it's legit, so I don't know what the problem is there. Um, I've never seen anybody on social media post any kind of um, situation um, from, a, from an unverified news source um, that wasn't uh, politically charged at all, Mike, so it's, it's accurate. 
but regardless, you know, sad story. Yeah, of course. Um, another thing, too, in the news, and I'm not going to... A lot of you know I have a big problem with United Airlines, and I'm not going to get into that today, because that's beating a dead horse. But United Airlines has made the news twice in the past week. Once for kicking off uh, a passenger for a crying baby, uh, which has been really a political nightmare for him, PR nightmare. And the other one was uh, people are calling now for a boycott of United, which which I think is, is good. It's a step in the right direction. Um, but Tahira Ahmad was in tears during a flight from Chicago to Washington because a can of soda that she requested uh, was refused because United Airlines uh, flight attendant said that she would use it as a weapon. Um, she was uh, Muslim, and uh, they refused to give it to her because she was. They thought it would be a threat, um, but they would give soda to the people, uh, other people in the airline, and also uh, a man next to her. So um, clearly, they're they're doing a lot of things wrong. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever flown United. It's it's pretty bad across the board. But what do you guys make of this? I mean. This is not the, this is the first and, and second um, thing probably this past month, but if you look at uh, previous months, I mean they're just across the board. Um, there's all kind of foul ups with them. Have you guys have you guys heard any of this? Yeah, well I've flown United. I've, you, you know me, I've I've put in my two cents about United. As a matter of fact, I even have a somewhere uh, a seventy-five dollar voucher that I received from them for bad service. <laughs> well, I, think it was, I don't believe it. Yeah, I was on my way to Mexico. It was July 4th weekend last year. Yeah. And uh, they grounded a flight. I think it was in Houston. I was coming from uh, Little Rock at the time. Right. And um, I was on a four-day weekend. A- anyway, so United grounded me. I had to spend the night at the Houston USO. And, you know, of course, what really had me aggravated was uh, sure. it was one less day that I was able to, to spend with my significant other that the United cost me. So, of course, I raised hell about it. And um, I even tried getting on <laughs> on a, another airplane, like begging the ticket taker to just put me on. Hey, you've got some extra space. Look, you, you, it's there. You won't even know I'm there. Just let me on. And they wouldn't let me on that flight. But anyway, oh, my so gosh. This morning I, I was fighting with the United, and they gave me this $75 voucher, but you know, what am I going to use? What does $75 do to you in the price gouging airline world these days? $75 on an airline, in any airline, is like uh, basically just giving you your bags for free. Yeah, I mean, you, it's, you it does really nothing for the price. Yeah, it does nothing for the price. It's just, uh, you know, you, you might as well just, just give me nothing. You know. Okay. Guys, just heads up, I just got a tweet from uh, United Airlines, and They've actually uh, asked if they could be our sponsor. So yes, you know, done. We, we might need to, we might need to pull back from uh, Fly United, best airline, fly in the skies with superior service. They do. They have the nicest like flight attendants. They do. Is it flight attendants or stewardesses now? I guess it's flight attendants, right? I think it's flight attendants. I don't What's, think they know if either are politically correct anymore. But I mean, like, like, what do you call them then, like? Waitresses in the sky. Yeah, I, I, I said I said stewardess like um, I was talking to, to to Mike Day like ten years ago, and I said we were on a on a plane, and I said, oh, I'm going to ask the stewardess for a drink. He's like, you don't call them that. 
Don't call them that. It's it's flight attendant. I was like, geez. And I didn't know, I didn't know Oriental was racist until five years ago when I moved to L.A. And I said, oh, it's this Oriental guy. They're like, shh. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, what? Well, I mean, I, get, I don't want to say anything anymore. I'm afraid. I kind of get like the Oriental thing a little bit, but I mean, like. No, I'm bringing it back. Flight attendants or stewardesses, they're both like. I don't know. They're both like kind of the same, the same thing. Like, what's wrong with stewardess? I don't, or I don't steward. Really get it. Right. One time yeah. I flew from uh, Kuwait to Dubai, and then Dubai to Australia, Australia, New Zealand, all through um, Emirates. It was a great airline, actually, had no problems at all. But I just remember one of the things that I remembered was, I said, you know, these are, it's the, a the whole gimmick behind a female flight attendant. They want these attractive people serving their customers, but at the same time, this is, you know, Middle Eastern airline, you got to be respectful, because, you know, if you look at... A uh, Middle Eastern woman the wrong way that, that might be, mean your head and or other extremities so <laughs> I was like, you know I wonder what, what we're supposed to call should I look at them I was supposed to look elsewhere when I'm asking for my drink you know not look them in the eye maybe this woman's husband's do? on the plane I don't know but I don't think they would have taken kindly to stewed no not at all and, so uh, what, did you, what do you call them then yeah, what, what, what do you call them Flight attendants. You just call them flight attendants? Well, you don't call anybody. You know, I, I don't even say waiter to a waiter at a restaurant. I just, you know, give the hand signal and the snap. I, I love when, uh, you guys ever see the flight attendants that are on, their, like, their last run? Like, they've been a flight attendant for probably 25 years. They're usually very sassy. they got no time for, you know, the small talk. Just put your trays up, put your seatbelts on, shut up, let me put this in the overhead, and let's do it. They kind of... They're usually in like their 60s and like they just kind of they don't care anymore. They're just they're on a uh, they're on they're on their last mission here. They're well, like that bad waitress at a diner. What's that? Oh hey guys, John, welcome, John Hassinger, everybody. Sorry, sorry. I uh, I went to the bar to watch the pathetic Phillies play. I don't know why. And I thought I had it timed out greatly, but the chicken wings and the uh, Miller Lite did their work on me a lot quicker than possible than I thought. And I had to stop at a, um, I think it was McDonald's, and uh, that that delayed my arrival. So that that does it. Well, I'm glad you joined. We're actually wrapping up right now. Uh, we're going to be back next oh. week with Jacare oh. Calhoun, and um, we're going to do a 6 a.m. time slot. So we're going to make it more eligible for. Um, Red Eye flights uh, from the you day were, before on United. About, you were talking about the the flight attendants who were like on their last, you know, the last, the last hoorah. They're like those fat waitresses at diners that just have thrown out any sort of, you know, customer service. Uh, yeah, what do you want? Uh, right. Yeah, we don't have that. Like. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like DMV employees. They're like their their yeah. job's secure. It doesn't matter. There's no incentive to like do better. Like you're there, you're flying. They need you. The airline industry is in the shithole. Like we we need you. So they they kind of they kind of can work it. They're not trying to prove their, you know, they're not trying to get their stripes or anything. They're just whatever they want. You know what? You don't you don't want the peanuts? Fuck you then. You're not getting anything. You know, I, it sounds like a great job. You know, I've thought about it several times. I said, wow, paid yeah. travel all over the world. But you know what? I hate serving people. You know, it's the reason yeah. I failed as a bartender. The reason I failed as a food server any time in my life. So. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a great perk, but you know, people can really show the true colors on an airline if they're not being waited on uh, on time. And uh, oh. I don't think I can handle it. Because where are you going to go? You can't just quit and leave the place. Yeah, 
No, you can't. And and I'm with you on that one. I was I was a server for a very short time, like maybe like 2004, 2003, and I was so bad at it. Like I, you know, I'm a personable guy. I can get along with people, but it was just I don't care what you want. I don't care about your coffee. It's already like 10 a.m. I'm doing this breakfast shift. I'm here since seven. I'm tired. I'm still a little drunk, and it, it was just it was so bad. And and I'm. I left, but I should have been fired. I remember there was one table. It was outside. It was at this German restaurant, and uh, these people were like, "Please, can you? This table is awful. We would like this moved over there." And I just looked at him and I said, "Knock yourself out. Have fun." And the pinnacle of my uh, career there, there was a. Um, I'll just make this quick. There was a. Uh, like a 200 disc CD player filled with like German music and it wasn't you know um, it wasn't like they had like Sirius or Muzak or anything like that they just had like 200 German CDs on rotate all night on shuffle so I made a CD with as many tracks as I could get in 80 minutes of that song put it in your mouth um, and I, I made sure that nobody was looking and I snuck that CD in there it, could, it, could, it was like Russian roulette it could have went off at any time during the busiest uh, moment of that night, probably like 6.37, all of a sudden you hear, My baby left me. Oh. First got a chuckle, and then it got a few, what is that? And then it was like chaos. It was just like, And it was, uh, they never knew it was me. But to this day, that is the crowning achievement of my life. Is that true? That's true. That's true. But and I just, the day you told me that story, I actually remember vividly. There it is. They had no idea it was you the whole time. They do now, but because I, mean, I just said it. Because I'm sure they're listening. But, you know, <laughs> being a flight attendant, um, I don't know. Anybody know what kind of, what does it pay? What kind of benefits? Like, we should have gotten a, a flight attendant. The amazing thing <laughs> is, I, I on Friday... On Friday, I flew back from Duke University. I was there for work. And I sat next to, on a plane, a flight attendant who flies from Salt Lake City, Utah, to South Florida um, every other week to visit her Jamaican boyfriend that she met in Jamaica. Yaman. And she's like, I can, she goes, out of a month, I can usually accumulate just based on the hours that they can crunch in. That, you know, they just stay on a plane for like two days. She can work, or she can have off 15 out of the, the 30 days of, of every month. Wow, that's pretty good. Deal. Wow. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, I mean, I, on the other side of the token, um, there's nothing better than like a really nice flight attendant. I mean, when you're traveling and you're tired, especially if it's a long flight, like from L.A. to New York or something, it's, uh, they, I mean, they can really make or break like a good time. Um I've yeah, you know, they're usually very good to me if uh, when I'm supposed to travel whenever we're in uniform, but of course, being a military reservist, um, I still can squeeze a couple of perks out of it. So It's pretty um, sweet. You're supposed to get a – it's actually American Airlines policy to offer service members one complimentary drink. That's uh, nice. Flight. Now, of course, in COVID, they should. you only get should one drink, drink for free. So that's how broke these guys are. They, right. they won't even uh, even if they, you you want to pay for a second drink, they won't give it. To they won't you. give. <laughs> that, that's interesting that 
the the uniform worked because I wore the uh, military uniform last flight. It, it didn't do anything. It, it actually made oh, it work. Okay. I mean, it was the grandma Nazi uniform, but it it made <laughs> it. It was Terrible. like they wanted to take me off. It was it was, it was bad. Um, the the last few times I've flown, I've flown uh, American Airlines, you know, U.S. Airways, and I've developed like a love tweet relationship with them. They'll tweet me back and this and that, and I've had really great experience with them. Got some free drinks and just overall a good time. They were like the opposite of what United is for me, and I was really happy with with that. So I think with a good airline and and you know good service on there can like make or break uh, a flight. Service I, I was going to say usually they they would. Sponsor. I've, I've rarely had a problem, but I'll always offer to pay. If ever they give me the yes, they'll ask to show you the military ID, and um, I'll usually throw my card, my debit card out there, or my credit card with the ID, because you know I'm willing to pay. I, I don't. Right. I don't need the purse. But usually people are very generous and they, and they don't charge me. The one time I think it bothered me. This is the only time was when I was coming back from Afghanistan and I had just done my five days in Fort Bliss, El Paso, Texas. And I was going back to JFK with my buddy. And we were still in our uh, in our uniforms, obviously, because that's all we had. And I think it was the only time that bothered me. I, I did pay for it. I didn't really put up a, a fuss or grumble about it, but... Um, hmm. She almost gave me like a dirty look, and, and as if she was maybe even proud to charge me for that drink. And again, I didn't. Oh. Plus, I think that was the only time it bothered me. I was on I was on American Airlines, and if ever I needed a drink, it was after 12 months of not being able to. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, oh. that was the only time. No, I don't, I don't blame you. Of course, John. What did you fly when you were when you were coming back down from from Blue Devil Country? I was uh, Delta. And you know what? It was like a much bigger plane that uh, you know N- Delta normally gives you. You know, you, you somebody like anyone who's over five seven is yeah. There's no way you're standing up where your seat is. You know, like when the plane lane the plane lands and everybody stands up all at the same time, like idiots, and just yeah. stands up and waits for ten minutes. Oh, I hate that. It's like waiting in line to get on the plane. It's like you're going to be standing there for thirty minutes. Yeah. Right, yeah, I want to be the last one on the plane, or Amen. I want to be I want to be the first one off, or the or whenever. I don't really care. I'm not like just gonna stand up to stand up. Like, right. I can kind of watch the line dissipate as it gets closer to me. Stand up real quick, grab my bag, and get the hell out of there. Exactly, and it, it, I, I'm the same as you. I wait, always wait to be the last guy on, and if someone else is waiting, like I'll wait him out, like because <laughs> you're just gonna be standing in the tarmac uh, or on the the connector, and then. If you ever look around, as soon as a plane lands, everybody reaches for their cell phone. I mean, they're they're they have an entourage waiting for them outside. Like, I need to let you know that I land, and uh, and then they stand up. They've been found. And there's always like an ass in your face because I just sit there, and there's always like that guy that's like taking 20 minutes to get his bag, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just get it for you. Uh, obviously, like there's a problem. Like there's a woman, there's a there's a five foot two Chinese woman with one arm trying to get her bag out of the overhead all by herself. People are offering to help. No, 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 I got, I have it. Falls on her head, knocks her out. But uh, the United Airlines or the Delta plane that I was on was huge. It was so much bigger than any other crap Delta plane I've been on. And the thing is, on both flights. Because I had a connecting flight from from Duke to Atlanta, then Atlanta to Florida. On both flights, they played the same season finale of The Flash, which I haven't seen yet. 
and then we landed with like 10 minutes to go. Then on the connecting flight, we landed with like 11 minutes to go. Wow. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Thanks. They have like no. They they don't. They don't put that into consideration. There's no timing. Right. Being bumped up to first class is as soon as that plane lands, you're first off. Yeah. And when you have to get, and and it's it's really a really troubling experience when you've been bumped up, and you have to fly coach ever again. You know, because once you've flown first class once, you never want to fly coach again. You really don't. Um. So it's it's a great feeling flying first class until you have to fly again. You've seen how the other half lives. Yeah. Like the first person to get off that plane, and then, yeah, you got the Joe Blow's ass in your face for ten minutes, when, and he's trying to get his bag, and you can't get to yours, because this is taking up all the space in that little tiny cubby. Have you guys ever flown any of... I'm sure you have. You book tickets, or, like, your job books tickets, or it's the cheapest one on Expedia or whatever, but it's, like, an airline you've never heard of, or you've heard of it once, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know... Like yeah. Spirit Airlines or like you know Fantastic. Wichita Air, you're like I I I guess, <laughs> and then you don't. There's really not. Then there's never like a terminal for it. They're like, oh no, we're operated by U.S. Airways, so they don't even have like their own terminal. And you're like, let's do it. Claus, have you ever did, been on any of those flights? Never. No, no. I mean I I like I I don't really fit on any like small planes. You know what I mean? So I kind of have to like. Oh, yeah, Claus is like six foot eight. Yeah. Oh, so. One time I got stuck on, like, I was going to, I don't know, like, Nashville or Memphis or something, someplace in Tennessee, right? And I got I got stuck on a connector of, like, a really, really tiny plane. And um, and it was, like, the worst experience of my life. Like, I didn't fit. I almost freaked out. Like, only time in my life I've ever had, like, you know, claustrophobia or whatever. I was, like... Or was it claws? squeezed into this tiny little plane. And I was, like, if I just stretched... I would like burst the plane. You know what I mean? I was like, if I just like put my arms out, I could like, I could like probably rip this plane in half. That was the only time I ever like. <laughs> the Hulk. So, yeah. <laughs> don't get him angry. No. That's crazy. I don't, I don't what what airline was that? I don't know. It was some. It was some small. It was like it was one you were talking about. It was like I was flying like Kingman Air. Yeah, it was Kingman Air. <laughs> Mon- Montgomery Airlines. Right. It's, yeah. it's like a piper. It was actually the pilot, you know what I mean? I, I was all worried. He's never flown a plane before. <laughs> He's like, hey, this is a test flight, everybody. Welcome aboard and enjoy Passenger 57. Imagine if you were, like, the first time you're on a plane, like, the pilot's like, hey, everybody, just want to introduce myself. My name's, you know, uh, you know, Captain Smith, and, uh, and, and I'm really looking forward to, to flying you all to Orlando today. It's my first time actually flying this plane, so, uh, you know, we're going to see how it goes. Uh, everybody, you know, buckle in and, and hold on. And uh, I've got 50 know. hours so far in school. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I maintained a 2.5 GPA in pilot <laughs> school. When I, when I, was I know what I'm doing. Kid, I, uh, I used the uh, Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator on my, uh, <laughs> you know, my 1993 PC, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I actually had the joystick, so I can, I can land a I know what I'm doing. Like, like no tomorrow. Yeah. I've never flown the 737, but I have done play Top Gun on PlayStation 1, so light me up. That was a good game. Classic. I got to the Naval Air Station down in Corpus Christi for an assignment I was doing. There. That's where they train all these pilots. and uh, So I actually had um, my first ride in a C-130. Nice. And, you know, I, I'd never flown in them before. I'd always flown in C-17, so I wanted to know what it was like to fly in the... Uh, 
illustrious C-130 for the first time. Of course, it was being flown, I found out later, by, you know, student pilots. And uh, I just remember this. I, was, I got the off. Hey, you want to go up? There? Yeah, sure. You know, I'm motivated. I want to get on the flight. And I said, I wonder if we're going somewhere. We're going to fly to, you know, maybe Florida and back. And, you know, I'm getting paid for this. It's, I'm on the clock here. <laughs> this thing starts doing dips and yaws and and turns, and, you know, I'm getting nauseous, I can't wait to get off this thing, and I'm thinking, my God, this this, this is like some 23-year-old kid fresh out of the schoolhouse, and I just realized that I trusted him with my life in this big monstrosity. But <laughs> As you do. Yeah, I, got, right. I wasn't feeling too well after that. Though. No, no, I don't, don't blame Um I want to bring this up quickly, see what you guys think about this. Uh, two weeks, there's another installment in the Jurassic Park franchise called oh, Jurassic God. World. Oh, so terrible. No, I'm looking forward to it. John. Yeah. Jurassic World. I can't wait. I, I love it. I remember I saw the first one in Ocean City, New Jersey with you. Yes. And uh, in theater. And um, I think the... the the fact that they waited and they they made it Jurassic World because I think that's what Jurassic Park was always supposed to be, mm-hmm. but they just never got to that point. You know, the dinosaurs just kept destroying anything that they would try to build, and uh, you know now with special effects and just a, a, a new idea and a new take on it, um, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see it. It's you know you know what you're going into. You know what you're going to get, and uh, I'm okay with that. It's fine with me. Well, well, yeah, I I agree with you. And, and one thing that um, I I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I mean, I'll I'll say it. I've seen the other ones in the theater, so I kind of got to keep up, you know, precedence. Yeah. But I, I I applaud them for doing um, making it Jurassic World and doing the a new linear storyline with uh, a non-linear storyline with the park opening. Because I mean, by the third one, you're kind of tired of okay, the park's abandoned, there's still dinosaurs there, but, but nobody in the world is going there. I mean, there's no, like, scientists or government. Or, I mean, th- that thing would be flooded with, you know, the military and, and right. scientists. And it's nice well, to do it, you know, where it opened. It's flooded with people who are just proud to, to say, my God, I was at the first Jurassic Park, and it was 22 years ago. I mean, I, you guys remember where you were. I saw that in 93. Yeah. yeah. Hartford, Connecticut, I think. And I remember pretty well, because like, I didn't get to see much of it. I remember there were these girls in front of me screaming, and every time they'd scream, they'd come out of their seats and block the uh-huh. view. But, um, yeah, it's hard to believe that was 22 years ago. So regardless yeah. if it sucks or not, you know, there were the, the other two sequels, and yeah, they did all right at the, at the box office. But this is kind of taking it back to the original, and now the park is actually open, and it's not like, you know... The, the dinosaurs invaded the states and you know went over on this <laughs> right, they're terrorist storyline. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I think this one. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this one's going to do pretty well. Should be good. And if it doesn't, I don't care. I'm going to see the it. third one. The third one was on last night. Uh, they they've been doing a marathon on AMC like all weekend, and I watched the third one, and the end of it was just so anticlimactic. It was just. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I remembered looking back on that, thinking, "Oh yeah, it was really good." No, it was not. It was such a, a bland ending. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of left you there. Claus, you and I saw Jurassic Park three in the theaters. Yeah. Um, 
last week actually it was a screening no uh, but <laughs> I remember we kind of were like yeah you know it was good it was no it was pretty good like remember the other one the didn't want to admit that it was bad it went through the whole entire yeah. summer and then into the fall it went into my 5th and 6th grade year school <laughs> yeah it was it's a machine and I think the CGI in Jurassic Park the original looks better than a lot of the CGI today it does. I was just watching it. It was like you know when uh, when T Rex flips over the Ford Explorer. You know what I mean in that scene. I do. You know, yeah. Like, and I was like, I was watching. I was like, man, that look actually looks like legit. Like it's still like like you can't you can barely tell that 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 was CGI. You know, like I was like that was it was pretty amazing considering it was 22 years ago. When you see crap now, and like yeah. Man, that thing yeah. blew away. Like the whole yeah. meshing of the CGI with the animatronics and all that kind of stuff looks, you know, was pretty awesome. It looks real. Like three hundred with all the shredded bodies and, and computerized faces. Right. Right. And, yeah, because they used uh, animatronics mixed with CGI, and it was like, like I think with any old, uh, I, I I still think real special. Fa- I mean, you have to use CGI for a lot of things just because, you know, it looks cool and, you know, you, you have to get away with, with doing that. But old movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, when you see, like, the Nazi plane explode, and, I mean, that was, like, a real explosion. They had, like, 11 cameras set up. It was, like, a craft. There was a stuntman. I mean, that was that was real fire in the desert that, like, they blew up. And now, you know, they kind of just use uh, effects for everything. Um, not everything, but, but for a lot of things. And uh, some of those old movies where it was, like, a real you know, pyrotechnic team, it made it look, uh, it made it look really cool. Yeah, that was always my, my favorite thing to watch in movies, like, what can I, what I could tell is fake, and what I could tell was actually, like, you know, done. Right. And now, it's like, okay, well, all of it's fake. Yeah. (laughs) Even, like, the, the blood, you're like, alright. Yeah, it's like, that was animated blood splattering in the air. We're just talking about It was like like when, what's that, John? No, I, I, I said the sequel, it, it was or not sequel, excuse me, the entourage movie to the, uh, yeah. I guess it's actually a sequel, it's, it's now, it's a sequel to a series, but um, I don't understand where this show is actually leaving off, it, it sounds like they go back to, bring the storyline back to episode one. Entourage? Yeah. Are they? No, uh, I no, think it takes no, off exactly I, after the last show, like it's like a direct. Like it, it 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 takes place like immediately after the last like where the yeah, but, show uh, ended. Uh, but I thought he everybody kind of leaves and and he his agent quits the business. They go back yeah. to New York. Now they're he back does. in LA and he's an agent again. No, no, he accepts the 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 job for like I imagine he's going to accept the job to like head up the uh, you know the studio thing. You know what I mean to take over oh. whatever. You know, because he gets that call at the end of the last... I just saw the last... I actually was, like, the biggest Entourage fan from, like, for, like, the first three seasons, you know? I was, like, into that show immediately. And then I I didn't watch, like, the last, like, few seasons of it. So, the other day on, like, HBO, I was like, all right, I'm going to last watch the last episode. Never seen it. You know, so I just watched it, and then I saw the promos, and I was like, oh! You know, it was exactly... It was just, like, continues the storyline perfectly. I I, I sure think Entourage is. Well, sorry, what's that? No, I said I'm sure it's gonna suck though. I don't know. Yeah. It just looks kind of. Yeah, but we're all gonna see it. Of course. We're all gonna see. I'm gonna see it. Oh, I'm I'm gonna see it. I I, I love the show Entourage. Uh, I, w- I want to see a, I want to see a dinosaur eat Ari. 
It might happen. You know what I mean? Like, like just like complete crossover there. Like, you know, J- Jurassic Entourage. You know what I mean? And you know, and it's like, you know, turtles like fighting like an actual like Jurassic turtle. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> the T Rex is Harvey Weinstein. The uh, I- I'm gonna see Entourage. I love the show, but Entourage didn't have any. Uh, um, you know, screeners or any, um, you know, previews uh, for any test audiences, which, like, 99% of the time, it, it usually indicates a bad movie because they don't want critics to rip it apart. Um, so it, it'll it probably be, you know, rehashed re, uh, material from the show, but, but I'm, I'm going to see it. I mean, it's, you know, well, it, it'll be entertaining. They can make movies even without the show. It's not like, you know, Sopranos, where they couldn't make the movie The Sopranos because they killed everybody off and now forced to. Right. Star as in real life passed away, uh, and Sex in the City. I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I saw both the movies. <laughs> I've seen every episode of it. Um, you know, you, you, you'll always have a, a storyline open to be made as long as, as the characters are still alive. Yeah, and and they'll and if it makes money, they'll make thirty of them, like Transformers. Mm-hmm. You just gotta keep doing it. Just keep the machine going. Okay, um, I want to ask you guys. Uh, I want to mention first, uh, if you're on social media, please uh, give us some live tweets. We are on Twitter at the underscore podcastle uh, and on Facebook. Um, So that's the underscore podcastle and on Facebook. Please send us your questions or live tweets. We couldn't do the podcastle because there's already a podcastle. And uh, I checked it out. They haven't tweeted in like three years. Um, It was like a it was like a gaming channel, so we got to take them over. And if they have any problems with this show, they can go ask their mommy if they want to play. Right? Well, we should, right, guys? We should, get in, right. we should get in touch with them. I would, but I don't know the, their background. I'd, I'd be afraid of them doing a cease and desist order, and then um, Biscardi and I will be sent to Guantanamo. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Eh, maybe they'll close it down before we All right, I, I want to do uh, a little segment here called Enough Already? Or keep going. And I just want to name off a few uh, items in pop culture currently, and I want to, want to see what you guys think about it. You don't actually have to say enough already or keep going. You know, it's kind of cheesy. But let me know if you're for it or against it in your own words. All right, number one. This, this game sounds really familiar to me. You know, instead of saying, like, enough already or keep going, we could just answer with cool or lame. <laughs> An even better idea. <laughs> or would you rather... Have sex? Wait, no, it's a different game altogether. Actually, can we delete this? Are we live? Shit. Hi, Mo. Are we live right now? Come on we're live. Oh, we're live. And, There's about uh, 400 I listeners. I was late, is anyone uh, manning the Twitter feed? Or do I need to jump on that? Uh, no one is manning it, but if you don't want to jump on it, uh, I could probably do it here. Well, I'll jump on it right now. Let's do it. You're John Hassinger is manning the tweet. Honestly, I, I had an account for so long, but really until this show, I never found a reason to do more than one social media. And, yeah. uh, but I recently got out to the Twitter, and I'm just sort of getting used to it. But <laughs> I actually ass. have a few followers. I don't know how they found me. And this one guy even writes me a little email message tweet. Um, hey, man, I'm digging your feed. Let's connect on Instagram. So he already wants me to take on another social media wants to keep that fire burning yeah I'm not ready for Instagram yet but furthermore I don't, he's digging my feed I don't think I wrote anything more than 
um, listen to the podcast airing May the 31st. And uh, actually, Dude, I think it's, that's it. It's a way for people to get, it's a program that they do. And that guy probably sent the same tweet to like 3,000 people. Yeah. So you follow him, he follows you, so he gets another follower. Right. But he's also doing that with three thousand other people. It's like a stupid, yeah. Gim, you know, hack. They, they come in trends too. Like oh, you see, and I'm not on Instagram, so I never followed him. We didn't even, anyway. even Twitter. I'm glad you're back on on Twitter too. I would like check out your 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 handle every now and then and see if it was active. But with, with Twitter, it used to be you get the spam followers and they had like the default egg picture and and they'd be deleted. Yeah. And, and now now there's a new one. It's uh, and I, I report all these as spam, but I get these followers, and it's like a girl like 15 to 16, which already is like a red flag. And it's like you you check out, they follow you, they don't do anything, they just follow you. And I'm like, okay, why are you follow me? So I check out the page. And the description, and there's like five of these, and they're all the same. It's like bringing creativity together through art. So you're like, okay, that, that can mean anything. And then you check out the feed, and they're just posting links from, uh, you know, more followers. Twitter this. So it's all spam, so I'll report them. But then Instagram, I'm on Instagram. I'm not as active or have as many followers as John, who's like a, a guru on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're very popular on Instagram. Huge. Like Wayne Newton. Of Instagram. I, den- I deny followers. It helps my ego. It's good. It's good. You're a celebrity. I get, I get like requests, and I just let them sit there for weeks. <laughs> do you get do you get the spam followers where I'll post a picture of like my cat and be like adorable hashtag cute hashtag L A and like a few people will like it and then I'll get like three pictures of like an ass in a thong and like like yeah. it. I'm like ah oh, really like I just. I don't need to see that. Not that I'm against it. I just it's a it's my cat. Like let's class it up. And then you click on it. It's like get a healthier body. I'm like ah. Is Twitter as bad with the moms as Facebook and Instagram? No. So that's why I think I'm so ready to make this. Yeah. Wait, what? Moms are all over Instagram, but not Twitter. Yeah, I mean that's what. Yeah. You know, have the Facebook mothers who who know that they're. Getting a little excessive with the photos of the kids in high chairs, you know, smearing mashed potatoes on their faces. That was me actually <laughs> last night. Or playing Wasted. with the cat, or, or you know, so and so is such a wonderful big brother, big sister. Just look how he or she loves his or her little bro or sis. I'm one proud mama. Hashtag. <laughs> if Jimmy pissed in the sink today. He's great. And they all sell something too. Like and they all sell something. Yeah, they're, 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 something they all have like their their home business thing that they do, and they just like they bounce around from like yeah. you know selling like some kind of makeup to selling you know some stinky ass candles to whatever. But but it's like constant. They just like they always have like some kind of like home business thing that they're doing to try and fulfill some kind of I don't know like duty in their life. To perform Duty. some kind of work. Well, I know that my sister does it. She did it because that's what what happens, you know, when you get laid off like three times in a row. I guess she decided to do the whole state, and she's not even a parent. Duty. But I get like the text Duty. for, hey, you know, you might want to buy Karen this, this bracelet. It's on sale right now. You know. Yeah. It's, it's I, what if you're stupid? When, when you get to that point in life. 
<laughs> I think, too, with Twitter, you don't see as many families is because, one, pictures take up a lot of characters. You know, you're only about 140 characters. So that rules out, like, posting 30 wow. kids. And and secondly is a lot of, you know, parents or whatever, they just do run-on sentences, like, a million. And so, like, Twitter, like, limits them. Like, they, it's just a frustrating medium for them to go into. Like, just screw it. I'll just go to Facebook where I, I just post all day. It's really hard to describe how, like, absolutely freaking amazing your kids are in 140 characters. You know what I mean? It's right, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can't, like, I, I just can't get across how how absolutely just brilliant Joey is in 140 characters. And, like, and they're typing and typing, not even looking at the screen. and they, they right. like, <laughs> The keyboard's <laughs> smoking. <laughs> no proofreading at all. No. <laughs> I love uh John and I talk about this a lot is our our parents uh who are great people. They will my mother who I love um and a lot of people's parents do this but they'll they'll comment on a post with something unrelated to the topic. So I'll, I'll post like um you know big show tonight wish me luck and then my mom will post like uh, don't forget to call grandma and wish her a happy valentine's day and you're like oh changing gears <laughs> it's like they think that that medium is okay to just communicate with you on any topic and they're just scrolling through their facebook feed they see a picture of you and they remember oh you didn't make sure you <laughs> thank grandma for that card she That's sent you that 16 dollar <laughs> check last week that's all she has. She's homeless now. In the same household, and they're communicating with like the spouse or the sibling or the parent or whoever. When they're probably like playing uh, their their laptops as if they were playing Battleship. They're right next to each other, and they're, but they're they're communicating before the social network. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Battleship. <laughs> What's that? He sunk my cruiser. Great movie. Great movie. I never saw it. Isn't no, it I didn't. In it? <laughs> yeah, it's There's so your terrible. answer. So terrible. You Are saw like it? Aliens in it too. <laughs> Alien? Are they in it? Is that the premise? Yeah, I think. I, think so. I never saw the whole thing, oh but I think that's God. the premise. Like aliens attacking a battleship. It's, it's, yeah. it's very similar to the game, you know. Considering yeah. they don't use battleships anymore, they're they're decommissioned. Are they really? Scarlet, there's no active battleships, right? No. There is um, I think uh, they're all like destroyers and cruisers. and. Fumes, really. I was actually on... We have one... Uh, there's one down in South Texas, the USS Lexington. I mean, if you want to call it active, it, it's, it's active in, uh, you know, concerts by country singers who like to show up every 4th of July. And, um, For the red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually visited it, and um, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like being on the Intrepid. You've seen you one. You visited during a Toby Keith concert, or just to check it out? No, my in-laws were were visiting, and it was actually their idea. And I don't know how you know a bunch of Mexican nationals knew about this battleship. Apparently, that'd be very famous. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. It's very famous for being a, a ghost ship because I guess the. The Japanese never could sink it, and they tried to kamikaze it like a dozen times, and it's still standing. Idiots. But one of the things they want to see... Freaking Japs. Kidding. There's only two things you can really see when you come to Corpus Christi. You can either see some 
Selena memorabilia, or you see the USS Lexington. As you do. Selena. Lexington, so. um, Selena the singer? Yeah, yeah. Huh. But so, the pop singer? From, yes. uh, is she, um, was she from, uh, Mexico? No, no, no. She's, no. Uh, same, same thing, speak. right? Yeah, you know, I, so weirdly, I can't kidding. think of like I don't actually remember like any like what was the song? She sang like one popular song. I like, can fall in love with you. Was that what no, I was saying? Something in yeah. Corpus Christi. Uh, it's probably the only well, South Texas. I shouldn't say Corpus. Mm-hmm. In South Texas, it's probably the only geographical place in this country that plays her Tejano music. Well, naturally, because, yeah. you know, Tejano is, is Tex-Mex, but um, that, that's what it literally means. But it's it, it, all the stuff that, that she she did... Plate tectonics. Spanish. You know, you'll never hear that uh, back east in, in, like, you know, Jersey Tasmania. 101 or any of the New York, Philly, or, or Miami stations, even. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot she, of culture there, sure. But, yeah, you'll hear her music here, and it's well over 20 years old now. Yeah. And I remember when I first drove down to Corpus when I was showing up for assignment, the first song I heard was a Salina song in Spanish. And um, and your life was changed forever. That was yeah, it. You heard the music and you I saw the light. I guess they really, they haven't forgotten, and they sure haven't, because she just came up on like her 20-year um, tragedy, uh, actually last month, or two, two months ago or something. What happened to her? She got shot at a hotel. She's actually buried yeah. at a mile from where I'm sitting right now. Was her mother something to do with it, or was that is that something else? Was that was it her? It was her maid or her mother. Like, wasn't it something that she was, was close to? Uh, it was like her, it was the manager of her store. Her store is yeah. still standing. It's actually down over by the main highway, and you know, twenty years later, it's it's been abandoned, and, and there was like this little faded sign that said Selena, etc. That was the name of her boutique. Um. Nobody wanted the place. It closed down like in 2009 or so. Nobody wanted the place. So they, this real estate company just came by and put up this sign to try and cover out like that faded silhouette of Selena, et cetera, on the, on the front door to, to hope, in hopes of like getting some kind of an occupant no. to come oh. to the boutique. But this woman that killed her was the woman who she put in charge of this boutique. Who I guess was money. Oops. But um, you know, there's. A, I actually visited her. There's a, a museum for her, and it had all Whoa. her costumes, her Grammy Award, and it's basically. I met her father, and it was really kind of interesting because her father was. Wow. Was crossing paths with me, and I'm like, at the same time as I'm looking at him, I'm watching, on on his wall, they've they've got this big, TV that's playing the some A and E biography about Selena, and. Uh, it was really grim. It's, it opens up with March 31st, 1995, at a day's end in Corpus Christi. New upcoming town is shot by her manager of her boutique. And I'm thinking to myself, how does this guy, this is where he works. He's, um, it's, it's at her former recording studio. And I, I want to just go up there. How do you relive this every single day you come to work where you have to look at, at your daughter's yeah. Oh, why? That's terrible. And you just got to look at all of all of this, this stuff that um, 
that she designed because she was, I guess, a clothing yeah. designer as well. That, that's why she had the boutique. So all those costumes, you know, were, were hers. Um, but yeah, he's still he's still making Tejano records. He's still in the business, like a you know, seventy-five year old guy, and uh, still working, and he's still living her dream, I guess. But she's really the the pride yeah. of this town. Wow. Yeah, I know a lot of those smaller towns, or you know, towns in general. If they have somebody famous there, um, they'll just keep doing it like forever. Like I know in Doylestown, uh, you know, Justin Guarini from uh, American Idol season one, he's uh, serving at the Applebee's now, so he's still connected to that town and working. It's an I mean, at Mount Carmel. Right. He's <laughs> I think somewhere there's red menace <laughs> with, with an autograph. <laughs> All right. So uh, no, it, that's like how Will Smith is in Philly. Yeah, yeah, he's like you know the the patriarch. Like he's the man. Yeah, but he's not looking like to leave Beverly enough. Hills anytime soon. You know, he's pretty no, never. That. No, well, you know, he's not insane. Right. Why would anyone live in Philadelphia? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> except for those that live there. Didn't want to really. He may rap about Brooklyn, but he's happy in Tribeca. I don't think he's going back to Bedford Stuyvesant anytime soon. No, no. No. All right. Let's go through, John, well put, cool or lame, and let's hear what everybody says. All right. Let's do it. John, we're going to start with you, sir. Selfie sticks. What do you think of them? Uh, Selfie sticks, I think, are a little unnecessary, but, you know, good for the person who just decided to invent that and make a quick who knows what in, like, half an hour. Brilliant. Uh, You know? But, uh, yeah, overall, it's a little ridiculous. It's like, how lazy are we? Our arms are our selfie sticks. But, right. How narcissistic. Know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty lame. I go with lame. Lame it is. Biscardi, selfie sticks. Cool and lame. I'll tell you, I wish I had invented them. I'd probably be a rich man. It's the general consensus. <laughs> you want to go? Is that a lame? Uh, I would say, yeah, lame. I, wouldn't, I, I have no reason. I, you know me, I hate selfies. Yeah. I don't even like being in selfies where somebody else is sticking their arm out, and it's, it's me. You just hate pictures. Right. All right. Fair enough. Mighty Claws? Love them. I mean, yeah. I do. I tend to, like, I have a selfie stick that I carry around, and, like, I have numerous, like, backpacks and bags, so I always, you know, I keep one in my glove box. You know what I mean? I keep one next to the bed. Uh, I keep one in the bathroom, obviously. Um <laughs> But how I ri- Dick sticks. <laughs> what? Phone chargers? Actually, I'm going to invent that. For yeah, like I have phone chargers Tinder. like in a lot of different rooms in my you house. You, you have selfie yep. sticks? I w- you took my joke. I was just going to say, but I don't really need a selfie stick in the bathroom. You know what I mean? I just, just need a little bit of Velcro to you know strap it on, and then I'm good to go. <laughs> Taking this to a whole new level. <laughs> no, but they're... they're I, I'm kidding. Obviously... I mean, I think, like, the world has enough pictures, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you've gone to the point where you're actually, like, procuring a selfie stick, it should be, like, an indication that people have probably seen enough of you already. Like, they probably don't really need to see any more. Right. And and 18 of the same picture in the same spot. No, that's, that's... What I'm saying, what I think you should do is just take everybody, like, you should, like, every year maybe take, like, three or four shots of yourself in front of a green screen... You know what right. I mean, and then and then you you can just pop the background in as you need to. You know what I mean. That should be the app. 
You know what I mean? Like, you, you should have an Writing app that's like a chroma key, you know, app, so you can just like take a picture of like the Statue of Liberty and just like you know put it behind yourself. And or Mars. You don't need to. You don't need to do anything else. Or Mars <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> or her grave. All right. Yeah, no, but that would never work because it's, the selfies in the majority are. I would say fifty percent of selfies are girls right after they got their hair did. Yes. So if it's one picture with just a different background, it's not going to work. Because their right. hair was just did. I love because when the, the roots were done. They look their, beautiful. They're opening lock screen on their phones that they have to see themselves on their lock screen. And I mean, really, how how much more self-absorbed do you get at that point when you have to see yourself taking a picture of yourself when you're, you know. Swiping your screen to go talk to the rest of the world before you have, you communicate with the rest of the world. Get on Facebook or text or just call somebody. You gotta see yourself first. Yeah. Have what? you really seen that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my. God. <laughs> you, know, you know, I had a I had a really good idea. For That's like, a little bit much. For like a business too, you know, there was like I talked to Clark about this a couple weeks ago, but you know, like. Um, not to say that I ever do, but like anybody that's ever like, if you've ever like looked at like porn. You know what I mean? Like online, there's just so many. There's like the amount of like naked women online is just incredible, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought about a service. So like you know, like sexting is kind of a big thing now. You know what I mean? You, you take a picture of your of your boobs and you send it to some guy. Whatever. I do it all the time. You know, I send so, my boobs thought, to John. I thought you should have like you know there should be like <laughs> you should have a screening service. You know what I mean? So you can you can forward your picture to the screening service and people will check it out and say. All right, this is this is good enough to send because it, it's just going to be online forever. You know what I mean? Like it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. And if right. you send it to somebody, somebody's going to find it. You know what I mean? And somebody's going to put it online at some point. So if that's the case, you should make sure that your your pictures are really good. You know, your naked pictures are really good before you start sending them out. So you know, I think that a service you pay like ninety nine cents every time you send one in, and it's going to save you a lot of headache down the line. And, and it's sent to a legitimate third party that, that you know, monitors like, it. Like and photo editors will sit, sit there and say, all right, this, the lighting in this thing is terrible or, you know, whatever. You know, I think we should do that. We should have the podcastle. Just send in your – tweet your nudes to the underscore <laughs> podcastle. Yeah, we'll be the, the dick pic approvers. There you go. <laughs> Who gets that one? All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, wait. I think that yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll be the dick pick. I'll be the boob pick. Oh, <laughs> Matt, can you talk? I can't. I got about five hundred dick pics to go through. My girlfriend <laughs> comes in. What are you doing? I'm walking. In. Everybody starts sending in their dick pics. It's just terrible. Yeah. You call this a pube trim? Yeah. What is this? Come here. Let me show you how it's done. Get back to the razor blade and call me later. <laughs> back to the cutting board. We changed our name to the Cod Castle. Right. <laughs> It Taking really it to a classy new level. Eyes on Craigslist, I can tell you that. The podcast. Plenty of those characters out there that you know pose oh, as well, you know model, uh, talent reps or whatever. And yeah, uh, one guy tried to suck me in on this once when I was yeah, young, young up. Not literally. Want to be? And it was a movie. We like shooting down in New Orleans or something. And and this guy, I guess, had come across a headshot and resume of mine. And, and um, mm-hmm wanted to include me in this this one scene. It was in a gym, and it was just supposed to be like a tidy-whitey photo. And I said, so he writes me anyway, and he asked me if he could send me a photo in tidy-whitey. He says, look, I'm not going to be honest, pal. I, I, I don't have any. I, I'm sorry. Um, 
So Can you get some? Uh, uh, take your clothes off now and, and take a picture. And yeah. send it to me. I want to see your nude. for a dick pic, so I, I ah! just, and I, I'm sorry. I just, could you, have I even seen a script yet? I, I don't, what is this film? I'm a 75-year-old man that works in a peanut factory. And he was, All really, right. he was really chipping away at me. Trying to, 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 he just was a tenacious little son of a gun. Wouldn't let off. Wow. And, um, you know, he might eventually stop. He, he was, just a tip. Yeah. All right. There. Cool, cool or lame? Let's go around. Cool or lame? I'm going to throw this one out there. Oh, as far as the selfie sticks, I think it's lame. Uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, but I like everything else. Okay. Cool or lame? Internet memes. Internet memes. Lame. The lame. John? Cool. Scardy? Yeah, some of them are pretty cool, actually. I, I think... I, I tell me if you... LOL. Go ahead. What's that? A lot of them I, a lot of them I laugh out loud. Because it Total depends us. on what you read first, you know? If you read the top of it or first, or if you just look at the picture first, then read... It, it, it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes that can make it funnier. Right. I mean, don't tell me you've never... You get a good one for the podcast. I think those are the funniest. Yes. I love the Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. So you want to take pictures of your dinner? <laughs> I think some are really good, some are stupid. I, I don't. I mean, if it's done right, it can be really funny. But what I don't like is the uh, they're called like e cards or something. They're, it's like those old timey, um, old timey drawings. Oh, it's like so two women so drinking terrible. tea, and one's like, "I'm a bitch." Before I've had my first martini. Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? I'll tell you what they are. Yeah, I think so. Claus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like they're like uh, the moms, some of right. their moms that are posting their, uh, you know, selling their wares online are also always posting their, uh, you know, their their cool like, like you said. Oh, I'm, all, I'm he thinks I'm a I'm a bitch now. Wait until he sees me after, you know, three margaritas. Right. Yeah. And oh, it's always yeah, like. Yeah, it's like a it's like a blue all blue photograph, and the women are sketched in black. They're like cartoons almost. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm like, ugh, it makes me cringe. I saw a funny one, um, what was it? Some kid was going on a rant on his news feed. And was me. It brought a lot of heat, a lot of <laughs> that United readers. So somebody didn't respond with their own work. They just put up a meme. And it was this is a picture of, like, a desert. And it said, <laughs> and, like, the, the caption was, these are how many people who give a shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're doing. Um, I okay. I saw the one that was like this little, you know, kid in like, you know, Africa in a hut. Aww. And he's, he's sitting there and he's kind of got like his one eyebrow up and he's talking to this white woman. And the meme was something like, wait, you just throw water all over your head oh. to post it on the internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. A little black kid. I, I think that was a funny. Let's, let's have another yeah. drought. All right. Cool or lame? John, tell us your thoughts on clickbait. Now, clickbait in, it, no in its own is negative, but... On the other side of the token, you know, sometimes you see an article that's kind of cool. But overall, clickbait and people posting uh, posts on, um, you know, eight cops you need to meet that love donkeys on buzzify.com. 
What? You guys think about that. You know, all those, all these these sites that claim to be news, and it's just clickbait. Click here, click there. Uh, would uh, What do you think? I hate them. Because a lot of them suck me in. It'll be like, you know, I'm a big mm-hmm. Game of Thrones fan, and it'll be like, oh, you know, exclusive interview with Peter Dinklage, like in his New Jersey home. I'm like, oh, sweet. I click on it, and all of a sudden, my computer starts to bubble. It, it, it never gets me to where I need to go. It's always just... It just ads. Yeah, it's just, it's a fake out. It's a lie every time. And sometimes I'll scroll down, scroll, 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 and, uh, you know, I'm never finding the little rectangular screen with the play button in the middle. And, and like me, you probably have internet ADD. Well, I think we all oh. ADHD, but I'll, I'll click on something with the intention of doing it. And the next thing you know, there's literally ten tabs open, and I went from <laughs> searching, you know, who directed JFK to uh, Funniest <laughs> Elephants of 1981. It's like it's just a complete 180, just all over the place. Yeah, like I, I, I click on something and I'm like, hmm, hmm. for the five seconds that that loads, I'll open up a new tab and see yeah. something else. I'm going to go make a sandwich, and while I'm in there, I'm going to bring up my phone and start watching YouTube. <laughs> right. Oh, my Scarty. God. My cat, and, my cat and dog are killing each other right now. Oh, the poor things. Michael Biscardi. Cooler lame. Uh, clickbait. Those, yeah, those. I'm going to... I'm going to echo John on this one, especially when it's like the first thing you'll see on a feed. And, um, you know, if, it, if it's news from The Onion or The Conservative Tribune, you know, I, sometimes I'll read it, but for the most part I know it's it's just fake news. But, uh, yeah, a lot of times I, if it's like the first thing that appears, so you haven't really scrolled down to, to see anything else, you just assume that everybody's talking about it, and it's, you know, POTUS launched a serious strike in, in Syria, and you think that's real. But then, you know, you click on it, and then it's a photo of Lazar Angelov's pecs and his biceps, and some new pill just came out. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> yeah. I need that. Can I give you money? Klaus, cool or lame? Clickbait. Amazing. I love it. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing better to, you know, distract my, you know, my life with, like, random pictures and captions about some stupid uh, bullshit, you know, that, that somebody else thinks is cool. Like, you know, look at these little cute pictures of, you know, of, of the uh, the saddest cats known to man. Right. You know. Oh, Number it. eight will get you, will get you in tears. It is, and I always wonder, like, I, like I fall for them all the time. Like, I complain about them. Sure. Right, but like, I fall for it all the time because I'm like, oh, I want to look at pictures of cute dogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something, you know, some crap like that. Like, oh, let's something, something to like cheer me up. You know what I mean? With like right. the, the banality of life. You know, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll click on it and I'll see. And then I was like, I always end up like looking at the ads, like diagnosing the ads, and I'm like. Who the hell clicks on the ads in these things? Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's like one tiny picture surrounded by a bunch of ads. And you're like, I, who, who, like, they're always like, you know, in, like insurance. Like, you know, save $5,000 a month off of your insurance. And I'm like, right. like who the hell Increase clicks on this? Yeah. yeah. I click on those all the time. <laughs> and I think about it for like a second. Yeah, and then we'll we'll give them a credit card. It's funny too. I I did a um, a search one night. I was I was on one of those sites 
like, you know, the ones that are like, a man said a word, what happened next will blow your head off, yeah. uh, like BuzzFeed or something. So I, I, I looked at some of the articles, and just for a conversation, let's say it was like 20 cutest cats, or, or actually, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was the 20th most memorable uh, pictures of the 20th century, and it was like World War II and, you know, the Challenger, all kinds of stuff. So I searched that in Google, and there were literally like 30 websites with the exact same article. So the the original source is basically unknown who compiled this. It's just, I mean, it's the same thing on like a million websites. And then you search for another one, and you see the same thing, and then you search for a variation of it, like moving photographs from, you know, from from the 20th century. And then there's another website that doesn't have that title, but the pictures are all the same. And I mean, it's just like... Yeah, plagiarism across the board of stuff that's not even yours to begin with. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like when the Boston bombing, uh, Boston bombing. Yeah, when that happened, no matter what website you went to, they were all telling the exact same story. Yeah. And then it would be like pictures from the Boston Marathon bombing, and it yeah. was the one picture that everyone had seen. Right. Like, and they sort yeah. of the rope you in. They're all just copying and pasting. Yeah, and a lot of those news sites, like reputable ones like CNN and whatnot, they're starting to like tailor their headlines just to get you to click it because you know obviously clicking is money and advertising they want to bring in with so much competition. But like some of the CNN articles is like, you know, man reunites with dog, it'll make you cry, and you're like, how is this news? Boston bombers. I mean, think about like Rolling Stone for example, a magazine you would think is about music, which is was the whole premise of of the magazine initially but it's had such a political spin over the years that um, the the Boston bomber even makes it to the front cover and, and you know, what are you yeah. doing a kid like <laughs> what does this have to do with music right it's just and that was a controversial one too because they they uh just what you said. I mean, they, they put they give this guy a cover of the Rolling Stone. It's like you know, it's airbrushed. It, it, he, they make him look like a member of One Direction. And yeah, you're like, well, actually, who is? Why is he on here? I remember being interviewed shortly after that article or that cover was produced in, uh, on an interview from Rolling Stone about something. And I was talking with the uh, the edit the writer of the article, the columnist, I guess they call him. And I asked him about that. And he goes, Yeah, we've we've had a lot of death threats. Serious death threats. And, you know, what do you expect? Yeah, it, what, do you, what do you? It is what it is. Um, Mike, Mike, I I think they're actually called um, column attendants now. Column attendants. Column consultants. <laughs> oh gosh. Reader servers. <laughs> you got to be politically correct about it. People get very offended. All right. Uh, so what else is going on here? Okay, last okay. one. What's that? Claus, what are you doing right now while while we're doing the podcast? Like, are you sitting like at a desk, or it sounds like you're in a car sometimes when you talk? No, I'm I'm just sitting here. Watch oh, okay. that. Uh, am I am I am I not coming clear? No, you're can clear. You, I just thought we I just heard, keep hearing a toilet flush. Speaking <laughs> of which, I might go flush one in a minute. I just uh, actually do it live. <coughs> it. Do it yeah, live. that or combat style and get a piss bottle. <laughs> uh, it just sounded like at one point when you were talking that like a turn signal was on. 
Maybe I'm hearing things. We hear like a siren and like, get on the ground. And he's like, no, no, I'm just at home. It's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't kind of siren that is. I never knew about that. I don't know. Isn't it funny that uh, enough already or keep it going <laughs> is basically just a little name <laughs> with a different title. Just keep it going. <laughs> I like Cooler Lane. Well, I mean, did you? I mean, that's what we played on on the John and Agnew show, Cooler Lane. It was the same game. Cooler Lane. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah. That's all I have. I'm out. A little different here. I'm out. Do you guys have any Cooler Lanes? Oh, here's one for you. Reality television as a concept. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole package. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's probably made a lot. Let's see. It's a definitely it a money made, thing. Has it made? Yeah. Has it made people enough money for the like mental issues it's also caused them, and the you know psychiatric bills that they're having now? Oh yeah. And the sex changes. <laughs> yep. It all adds up. It's kind of like a wash. It's it's super cheap to make, and it makes a lot of money. The problem I have with it is it's not just oh you know, they're stupid. You know, I mean. If you, it's disposable television. You're not going to watch season two of The Bachelor in ten years. You might watch an episode of Roseanne in ten years because that's something you can watch yeah. again. You're not going to watch uh, The Apprentice season one ever again after you see it because it's disposable. You know what happens. Uh, I, I love the only one I would was Andrew Dice Clay's, which oh I wish God. I could. It was actually almost put on a DVD or at least YouTube that one. He was only I knew he was going to get kicked off right away. This was like 2008. It was the one with Joan Rivers one. Undisputed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I thought it was brilliant. I could watch it over and over again. It was I, I remember it like it was yesterday. He's up there in the, the boardroom. He knows everybody knows he's going to get fired. Yeah. They're asking him about the job, and all he's doing is talking about how he was. I'm the biggest stand-up comic the earth has ever known. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with the defense. It doesn't. A lot of those I'm on the fence with too. Like if it's if it's an interesting person, like you're following around. If you were to follow around like Eminem, for like I would watch it. I would watch you know reality on like Eminem and Detroit, you know something like that. Um, but the reality, I mean, I mean more of like the contestant shows and and like it's just it's just disposable TV. A lot of it, and it's, and I think the real problem is you look at let's just say the Kardashians. They're probably nice people, um, you know. It, but if whatever, if somebody were to were to come to me and said, Clark, um, we want to pay you seventy million dollars a year to just you know go around and do nothing, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. I would sacrifice any integrity I had and take that check, as would anybody. Um, the problem is why it's popular is the people watching it. I mean, it's it's you know you're. You're just watching crap, and, and it, it's so huge. You got to question, you know. Well, the, the you know, thinking. you're watching history in the making, really. With it's sad to say, with the Kardashians, because they're documenting Bruce Jenner's sexual transgenderism. Transgender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> transgender. Watch him get old glory chopped off. You know, that's unfolding. <laughs> Big old Mr. Kitch. TV show, not just like fabricated by the network. I mean, he's really cutting it off. Yeah, they're gonna show it live too. It's gonna be like blood on the camera. It's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. You know, 
that's uh, kind of unprecedented, I guess. Yeah. Pretty I think a lot of those shows, like, like the Kardashians, I think if you're going to make that kind of money and have that kind of audience, you, you need to be a little bit more responsible with, you know, maybe tweeting out something about charity or, or bringing, uh, you know, uh, an awareness to uh, a non-profit of sorts. I mean, I, I really don't see a lot of, not that I watch the show, but although I love it, um, I see, uh, you know, you don't see a lot of like, well, today we're at the American Cancer Society and we're going to be actually visiting patients or we're at, we're at Skid Row, the Midnight Mission, downtown L.A., where we're going to be giving back. I mean, you don't see any of that. I think you have a <laughs> bit of responsibility to maybe one episode a season, do like a charity episode. I mean, do something good, you know? Right, right. Man. They, they don't they don't give back at all. No. no. Well, what's um what's so fascinating really about about reality TV is it seems every single uh, Mark Burnett brings everything to the UK first, tests it there, and Brits are really big on, on reality TV, I guess. And then they'll bring that same storyline, bring it to the, the the states, you know, with American characters. Every, every almost hmm. every single reality TV show that's American actually started in the UK. It's interesting. Yeah. Really? Is that true? Even uh, yeah. Ice Road Truckers? <laughs> Swamp and, People? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I remember Breaking watching... Duck Dynasty? I, I remember actually once... It, it, sometimes it's vice versa. I just remember Jersey Shore. in Britain and I was watching a Jerry Springer in, in the UK. I guess America's Got Talent. Playing it or something. So it was, <laughs> it was uh, Jerry Springer doing Euro Trash. Oh, oh gosh. Funny. Yeah. Springer. He's an American. Uh, he's a national treasure. Yeah. Guinness really Bible. is. Whatever. Really is. You know, my dad met uh, Springer on a an airport, and uh, he I, I know my dad. He you know doesn't watch the show or anything. And I was like, how was he? And he's like, he was the nicest. Man, like he's ever met. He like shook the hand, like had a chat, was always smiling, like a like a cla- like a very well dressed, like a true class act. And then you see him on a TV yeah. show. <laughs> Smart guy. Smart Who guy. Who's the nicest celebrity you've ever met out there on on the boulevard? I would say you know, you're a big fan of uh, Nikki Six, I know. Me? Yeah. Yeah, the nicest celebrity, uh, two of them actually, uh, Ed Harris and Mr. T. Uh, Ed Harris was so nice. Ed Harris, we were at, Jen and I were at a, an HBO Emmy party, and I see him walking with his wife, and I just, I did like the, the bow, like the put your hands together, and like I'm a big fan, like, like I didn't want to bother him. And he said, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, Mr. Harris, uh, I'm a big fan, I just want to say, you know, I like your work. And Jen, who has no, shame with anything comes up and goes let me take your picture and I said you don't have to take your pi- nice. our picture it's fine he goes no 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 let, let me take let me let me get a picture with you so he takes the picture and I was like thank you so much you know ready to let him go he goes oh what's your name I said oh Matt and he goes uh, oh where are you from I said oh I live here I'm from Pennsylvania originally and uh, with any celebrity I met out here I, I always want to you know congratulate them for their work but I always think of the most awkward random like credit that they have. Like, for Ed Harris, I could have said a million things. But for him, all I could think of was, I said, Mr. Harris, I really loved you in The Stand. That was a great <laughs> miniseries. Like, I mean, he's, he's Oscar-nominated. You know, he's been in a million flicks. And I could think of his 1991 TV series. With, uh, and so he, it was funny. And then Mr. T, 
used to work out at the gym I used to work out at, or maybe he still does. Uh, and he used to come in every morning with this big orange hat, and he was super nice. And uh, when I met him, I was like, he's like a born-again Christian. And I was like, hey, Mr. T, I'm a big fan. And he's, he's like, hey, what's your name? I said, it's Matt. He goes, God bless you, Matt. God bless you, brother. God bless you. And I didn't know what to say, so I was like, hey, I'm from Philadelphia, but I really liked you and Rocky Three, even though you were fighting Rocky. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's a good flick. All right, I'm going to go do some reps. I'm going to work on my traps. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I just, I don't know. You want to watch like, my video? Yes. You didn't really talk to to smoke. <laughs> Nice. Nice guy. Worst yeah, guy. Yeah, Worst like celebrity. 30 years ago when I was famous. <laughs> I paid the fool. My, my shrugs. <laughs> Take it off. Oh. He was great in the A-team. Oh, the B. best. B.A. B. A. Baracus. Wait, oh, it's so best character. Ed Harris. Ed, Ed Harris. What, do you, what is his... What, what's his best... What's your... What's his... What's the best thing he's done? Your opinion. Best thing that Ed Harris has done? Yeah, in your opinion. The stand, clearly. <laughs> Absolutely. What the hell is the stand? No, I, I like Ed Harris. Uh, hands down, his favorite role is in The Rock. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, he just plays General Hummel with such conviction, and, and uh, I mean, he got pissed off during the filming of that because he was in character and he would mess up line. I mean, he was like, he was he was an intense guy. He's a great actor. Yeah, he was that, that, that's what I would say. Yeah. The Rock. It's a great flick. Oh, yeah. It's something we wish we could disinvent. <laughs> Change. Oh, you like Rock? Biscardi, i got to put you on the spot. Can you please do a Nicolas Cage uh, Rock impression, for a line from the flick? I'll, I'll, I'll cue it up if you want. All right, cue it up. All right. You know how this shit works? Nah, let's do another one. Let's do another one. All right, all right. That's a tough one. Let's that was you here. being caged right there. That's why. Oh, oh. I don't like soft ass shit. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's you. He's the rocket man. <laughs> it's you. You're the rocket man. Do you want to do another one, or are you, are you done? No, you can do one more. All right. We really gotta get the uh, gotta get the goods now. Let's see. All right. Yeah, my favorite's always been Moonstruck. I always love to do the Moonstruck. Uh, do you want to give us a Moonstruck? Do you want to give us a Moon? Just Moon us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think when he goes... Uh, no, I, I mean, it was... Um, and I bake bread, 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 and I shovel it into the sticking hole in the wall. Yeah, he's trying really hard to sound Brooklyn. He's a guy from California. <laughs> he's going uh, with the New York accent. <laughs> I like uh, Nicholas Cage. Twenty three at the time, and he and he's hooking up with Cher, who's twice his age. But it's actually my favorite movie. It is. It is a classic. Not as good as The Wicker Man, but it's it's up there. Well, yeah, his stuff's kind of peaked. Yeah, he's coming so, back. The, there's an update from the, the Twitter machine uh, here. Um, we have uh, 34 followers right now, and Ms. Fabulous says, live life as though everything is rigged in your favor, and exactly what I think of my life. Ooh. All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Chris Dunham says, nine out, of ten <laughs> 9 out of 10 times a person's political views are determined by how close they live to their neighbor. All right. Thank you, Chris. 
So, yeah, some good uh, activity on the uh, Twitter machine. <laughs> the Twitter <laughs> machine is rolling. <laughs> they sound like nothing but bait clicks or clickbait or whatever the hell it's going on. John, I'm, I'm looking at the Twitter feed now. Yeah. It's uh, super detailed. It's Phenomenal job. Trying. The man. Best reality show of all time. Threw that out there. And uh, that's when Chris Dunham told me about my political views. <laughs> well, it all depends on your neighbor. Right. All depends. If he's a communist, you know, just call you Strotsky. Oh, here's another tweet. Let's hmm. see here. Uh, don't make me women's plan why you should go to Laugh Riot Girls hashtag comedy fest next week. Just be there. Hmm. So we get some comedy people trying to get involved, trying to get us to advertise for free for them. I, there I, you I, go. Little plug. It's all right. Everybody's just trying to make a living. Welcome to America. Here, I just got a tweet over here. It's from Hot Pants 92. Here's a picture of... Oh, wait. That's a text. Never mind. Uh, you'll post it to the Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right, so uh, that would conclu- conclude, um, I think, most of the show today. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to discuss or bring up? Uh, next week's show, I'll be a married man. Married man next week. Michael, are you taking her last name, or is she doing... No, oh, you're doing... You're doing she's Why doing you should bring that up, actually. Um, <laughs> I thought about that. Hmm. I'd like to be... To, to have a... I saw the vowel at the end of my name. I just have a message in it. I kind of, I thought about it. Switch what it up her, a little bit. What is her maiden? What is her name? It's Garcia. But uh, there's an interesting fact about Cherry Garcia. But, yeah. But they actually, she's got a hyphenated name now in the states. Quite often, um, you know, if we have a hyphenated name, it's mother's maiden name first, father's. Name second, yeah. and actually it's the reverse ah. in Mexico, and it's very common. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, the like mother's name, maiden name is first. No, I mean, father's, father's name? name would come first in Mexico. Mother's name, may, so basically the ladies take the lead. Yeah. Oh, so women, uh, women come first, and men come second. Yep. Yeah. Well, sometimes not at all. Thinking <laughs> about. You know, just at least given the option to the child, so you know the the child does inherit the the gypsy curse placed on his last name of mine and have cancer by like thirty five. Hey, let me ask you guys a question or just a little discussion. Um, I was talking to somebody with kids the other day, and they said it's this guy from Flappers, and he said, "Oh, you know, my daughter did this." Um, French project where they had to make a film noir film um, for you know for in French and and all this and since he's like an editor and everything he actually made you know her little short film and edited it in black and white and in French and he showed it to me and it was pretty good you know for for like a tenth grade project it was and I said oh you know how did they uh, how did everyone like it and then he says oh well, they don't screen it in class the teacher just takes it home and they go well why wouldn't they 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 uh, they grade it, and they go, well, they don't want the kids to feel bad if one isn't as good as the other. Oh. I thought, what? And he goes, that's the norm today. And I said, w- yeah. when I was growing up in, in school, you know, if you did something that was shit, it was shit. Everybody saw it. You're like, Clark didn't do his homework, and it happened a lot. 
Yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, you do a, you, everyone draws a picture in art class. They hang it up. They can see which kid is talented and which kid sucks. And that's just how it is. You know, that's how life is. And, yeah. and he said, no, that's today's, that's the world we live in. A lot of that is taken away because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a one-time thing. But have you guys heard about that? That it's just, yeah. you, you don't want to hurt their feelings. So there's, there's a lot less, like, you know, displaying of, of the kid's work. Never heard it. Sounds like I should. I, if I was born later, I had an easier time in school. If you were, yeah, yeah, me too. If you were what? <clears throat> I was born late. I mean, it just sounds like it's easy to get through school now. Maybe there's no summer school anymore. Maybe nobody gets held back. You know, little Tommy Tempeg's feelings got hurt because his his neighbor got an A. He only got a C minus, and it's just not balanced. So. I'm, that is well. That is really, really sad because you know I sucked at every subject in school except for art, and you know that was my time to shine. So if I couldn't have that moment to shine, I would have zero. Well, right. say, but you know, one of the things I tell everybody yeah. is, look, if you anybody can get a college degree, because if I did it, there's just really no excuse anybody else can. Right. I'm, no. I'm actually doing part-time graduate school right now towards a master's. I'm not learning anything. I'll be honest. I, I'm really <laughs> online. So now I, 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 here I am in my 30s. I'm a 30-something, and I've been out of college now for over a decade. Um, right around the time when online education was was kind of new, it was fresh. Yeah. Uh, and now it seems everybody gets their degrees at this point. So we're kind of inching towards a society where you just sort of pay your money, you show up online, you, you get involved in an online discussion, which is basically just through email. You can cheat on your yeah. quizzes. I mean, I don't understand how I, if, if, if I wanted to cheat, I could. I could open up another browser and, and, and just look up yeah, the information, Google it. Yeah, get an iPad next to you. and get an iPad. Yeah, I never understood how that works. I was and, uh, yeah, uh, I'm like, yo, know, the creative ways I came up to cheat during grade school without oh, yeah. the internet. I mean, now I, I I'd be like Doogie Howser. They're giving it to you. So, John, if you give me an excuse that you can't, that you're just not college material, you know, I'm just gonna call you on it because yeah, my personal experience. Yeah, I, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. No, I'm done. John, growing up in, when we were in you know third fourth grade, I think it's a, a blessing from God that Facebook and social media wasn't around. For oh, us. the shit that we would have pulled God. and done in the Catholic my... school upbringing we were in, it would have been like it, it would have been terrible. I mean, just it, I know it would have went backfired. Wow, I never considered that because I was telling my friend the other day, I'm like, yeah, you know, Clark and I, it, it wasn't like we were mean people. We just our only the only thing we had were our classmates, so we just made fun of every little thing about them. And if we had Facebook, and you know, we had no idea that thousands of people can see it because it feels like the sixth grader wouldn't really grasp grasp that. We'd be, you know, yeah, grounded for many many years. It would have been terrible. Cyber bullies. Thank God. And, and it, it wasn't like we were bullies. Like I mean, I I would run at the first sign of danger. It wasn't like it wasn't like, hey, give me your lunch money. It was like, let me creatively make fun of your last name in a way that makes me feel better about myself. But it wasn't like I mean, if the first sign of like you know uh, danger, it's running for the hills. You know, immediately. It was like any 
any classmate or teacher we had, we would make into like as if they were being imi- imitated on Saturday Night Live. Right. Over exaggerate yes. everything about them. And yeah, and then you know a black kid shows up three years younger than us, and we run down. <laughs> yeah. Run down the yeah. Street. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Just, all I know how to do is make fun of things. Sorry. But, but I'm tough. But, but, but I'm, I'm running this way. That's what I'm doing. See? Twan's never had to run from anybody. He's like seven feet tall, even when he was like seven years old. So. <laughs> Yeah. Claus's height keeps growing. At the end of the show, Claus is nine feet. Claus is the Cardiff Giant. He's twelve. Yeah, I, feet. I am actually. Yeah, I'm the Cardiff Giant. I'm thirty-five feet tall right now. <laughs> How tall are you really? I'm six six. Six six. Damn. Yeah. I know. Are you white? No. You're a black guy. No, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm actually the tallest Hispanic of all time. <laughs> He's a white. <laughs> I think like, he sounds white, but who the My last name's is? Korzynski. You know, oh, like, I didn't know. He just says he's Hispanic he because he was one of those Poles that left after the Holocaust to move down to, like, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Poles that went to Argentina? Are there actually Poles in Argentina? Yeah, they're called Argentolskis. I don't know. <laughs> I can't <laughs> uh, uh, Well, that's not that uncommon to be that tall for a Polish guy. No, no. I, they were pretty scary people. I knew quite. There were a lot of. Um, I kind of envied the, the poles when I was in Afghanistan. There were there were a lot of poles deployed there, and they were huge. Even the women were huge. Oh yeah. They, were, they, they had like no standards in their uniforms. They could they they could wear their their tops and their camos like halfway buttoned. They had like a Simpsons T-shirt. The <laughs> including the women too. I really envied them. And they're just, they were really big people. Yeah, broad shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Big people. Yep. Poles. Love them. Polish food's good. You ever have a, uh, you ever have some kielbasa with a little uh, pierogi? Those mashed yeah. potatoes? Mmm, the last good eating. Love pierogies. Why are all the jokes about Polish people, uh, where, where do they stem from? I don't, I don't know. know. There's no, there's no political or genetic what reason big, for it. What big fuck up did they, did they, you know, do to get that the butt of all those jokes? I, I, I really don't know. Just out of nowhere. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you really do invent the ejector seat on a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the screen windows on the submarine. There was this, um, there was this Polish neighborhood. Well, Semi-Polish. It was like part Polish, part Hasidic. It was uh, oh. it was in Brooklyn in the Kensington Village area, and there were bakeries all over. And all I wanted to do was get a cannoli, and I'd wash it this Polish bakery. I didn't know what any of their desserts were. I mean, maybe Claus can enlighten us, but I, all I wanted was a box of cannolis. Thinking, who doesn't know what cannolis are? Walk in, no idea what I was talking about. I don't. The cannolis. I'll take a calzone, please. That's yeah. one of the fu- the funny thing about being Polish, though, is that people are always like, you know, maybe Claude can enlighten us. I'm not Polish. Like, I I grew up in yeah. I grew up in Philly, you know, and I, I live in LA, and I'm actually mostly Irish. I don't yeah. know anything about Polish food. I don't <laughs> speak Polish. I know nothing about. Pol- I've never been to Poland. 
I don't even know a person that speaks Polish. Claus, okay. we call you up at like 2 in the morning. I'm like, I really need your opinion on the Blitzkrieg Polish factor. What was the language that they used during that? And you're like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm but trying people to always assume like when you have like a, a weirder last name that like for whatever reason you're kind of ethnic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I should know something about, about Poland. I don't know anything about Poland. Well, you should. I, well, apparently... That they don't have a holiday because it's like everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, um, and you know Irish Americans, especially from, you know, of course, Mass- New England and, and Long Island, forget that they're American. It's just all about the green, white, and orange. And of course, Columbus Day, Italian people got Columbus Day, and of course, the Mexicans got Cinco de Mayo. But Poles don't have any holiday for themselves. In fact, I don't even know how many Americans. Uh, what are the colors in the Polish flag? Anybody? Know? I mean, I know. I'm just asking. You. Red and white. Not red and white. You know, with the eagle. Right, so everybody, yeah. So everybody knows. But, um, uh, you know, I think they should get a holiday. Everybody. I mean, we have holidays for everything. Why shouldn't we have one for Polish people? You for know Poles, I, mean? I, I totally agree. Or Germans. Germans. Americans. Germans don't. Christmas. Germans have an entire month. <laughs> Octoberfest. Exactly. Yeah, they get a whole month. And so yeah. do the black. That's get a whole month in February. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. Yeah. But what would we we should called? petition that. Create a bill. Calbese pierogi day? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. You know, it's actually, what's interesting, too, is the plural is actually kabasi. Kabasi. That's, that's what everybody would really call it. Kabasi. See? You're learning day. already. Yeah, it'd be kabasi. Could go for some pierogies right now. Yakshimash. Yakshimash. So wait, how do you I'm say... I'm in a, a really ethnic neighborhood somewhere. In, it's usually in New York. You'll get an ATM option of, of Polsky on the languages. <laughs> I don't know if they have that out in L.A. <laughs> they do in Florida, actually. John, John what were you going to say? How do you say what? How do you say his your last name completely? My last name? Yeah. Klosinski. 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 Yeah, it's hard. Klosinski. You know, uh, here's, a, here's a funny story about my last name. So, out here we have, like, they're, they're called Vons here in Los Angeles, but, like, Safeway. You know, they're, they're kind of, they're a big, uh, like, grocery store, you know, supermarket company. Okay. Right? And whenever you check out, they stay, like, when you, especially when you pay with the credit card, they look at your receipt and they see your name and they say, you know, you know, thanks, Mr. Clark. You know what I mean? That kind of thing? Yeah, it's right. so weird. Oh, yeah. So, so what's weird, though, <laughs> is, like, is my last name, like, whatever reason, it's not really that hard to, it, it doesn't really look that difficult to say. Um, but there was always this one guy that worked at the Safeway when I lived in Seattle, right? And he would, like, he would, he would look at my, my receipt, and I could tell immediately that he would never be able to say my name. You know, like, it just oh. like, didn't register for him. But so... It happened all the time. He would say, thanks, Mr. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, he would really go with the blah, 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 blah thing. Like thanks, he, Mr. <laughs> thank you, Mr. <laughs> yeah, he would, like, mouth something, you know what I mean? And he would, like, mumble, but he wouldn't actually say my name. It was hilarious. He was like, all right, I, I have to say something here, otherwise I'm going to get in trouble, so I'm just going to, like, pretend that I'm actually saying something. Right. Uh, well, because we know that your name just reads like it. Or, or sounds like it reads, I guess. And, and I get the same thing. I don't understand what's difficult 
to say about my name. So naturally, people are triggered to think Bacardi comes in the first. Uh, and, and you know, I, I, it gets old because I get a million people coming up to me every day. I almost thought your name was Bacardi. Eh, well, you know, if I had a nickel for every. Huh? Do you like drinking Bacardi? Do you like mm-hmm. rum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, he, he, he just sounded out. <laughs> Is it that hard? There were some Polish names, like maybe you know, like Lech Valenza, might be a mm-hmm. difficult name to to read. I mean, but yeah. It is. It just re- take a, a second, phonetically put it together, and if you know how to read at least a, a sixth grade education, I, I think you'd know. I think people just missed too yeah. there, much of the last name. Right. I would take a difficult to pronounce last name, or in my case, a common last name, than like an obvious last name. Like you meet those people with the last names like Hope. Or and and right away you know like uh, their whole life they've just been said like hey like hope like hope to see you um, yeah you know and I, I make a per- point not to like do that because I'm like you know what these people hear this every day but how annoying would that be if your last name was like um I don't know like gravy or something and they're like oh like the stuff you put on turkey and you're like ah or cream or you know dick or something <laughs> you're just like ah. Yeah, I work with a girl. Her last name's Guest. I'm like, oh, how many Sleeping Beauty jokes do you hear? What's her last be name? Our guest. Be our guest. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, Guest. Yeah. She's like, oh, God, every day. I was like, okay, well, I won't make one. Yeah. Or it sounds like somebody's, like a famous person's last name, but it's not. And you're like, oh, they're like on that threshold where people ask if they're related to... Like, my neighbor's last name is Titler. And uh, it's just... <sighs> and who would he be related to? <laughs> <laughs> John, what's the, what's the weather there in Florida like today? Is it is it is it hot or is it a little rainy? I was focused too much on the uh, first part of that last name to even realize it rhymed. Um, Florida right now it's about eighty eight, sunny, a little humid. Probably go down to the hot tub in a little bit. What about sunny California? Snowing. No, it's sunny with a low chance of people finding a job. Because it's broke. No, it's sunny. Sunny with a uh, smog. smog overcast. That's good. I wonder what it is. Is it bad? Is the smog really, really bad over there? Some days. Is it exaggerated? Uh, no, it's pretty bad. Some days. Some days it's clear. Um, and it depends where you are. But if you're in, if if you're driving, um, say say you're in like the valley, which you know surrounds LA, and you're driving on like a, a hill, and you can see a clear view of the city, yeah. you'll see some days it's like um, you can't see the downtown. I mean, it's just. Oh. And it was worse too. I've done some homework. It used to be like a brown, like mass, like like what you see in China. Yeah. But because of the emissions and the smog. Um, a lot of times it's just like it just looks like fog it looks like the whole thing's covered in fog but it's really you know you exhaust. can see you can see the brown still sometimes sometimes when you're, when you're on like especially on a plane mm. if you're like landing in mm. the you know middle of the day you can see there's like a little like brown layer over the yeah. city it's pretty <laughs> it's it adds ambiance it does it gives it a little bit of character I mean those colors that shouldn't really be there 
Yeah. Sometimes they make for just a delightful sunset. I mean, it's really breathtaking. We need it. Yeah. I think California and, um, well, for that matter, Florida and Texas are similar in a lot of ways with... uh, the summers, I imagine, are just or can be brutal. I mean, there can be months. I, I know here in, in Southern California, I think last year, Claus, from like July to September, it was like 90 degrees at least every day. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our our electricity bill was like a thousand dollars from running the AC because <laughs> you, you couldn't like we have pets like you can't leave them cooped up with. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's brutal. Florida too, right? Yeah, it just hangs between like 98 and 90 like for like six months straight. Yeah. Man, you can't really do anything. Days. No, yeah, you just air conditioning, pools, ocean, you know. That's it. Rita's water ice. <laughs> you guys have Rita's there? <laughs> we just got them out here. Sadly, no. You did? Yeah. Yeah. There's one do. two yeah. blocks from me. Oh my god, what the hell are they doing down here? Yeah. I need Rita's. Oh, you've seen popping. them, right? Yeah, yeah, so good. I love it. I, I, I go like maybe once a month or so. Oh. Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Rita's right here in the building, actually. I mean, she's a house cleaner. Her name's Rita, but it's her company. and it, it, she, she does a gelato. She's good. <laughs> Radio ball. <laughs> yeah. So, John, um, you said you were at the bar earlier today. Um, yeah, I, I had like four beers. Okay, good. I was, no light, I, hope. Down, I was trying to get down there earlier, and I couldn't. So, you know, I had like four beers, watched part of the game, and it was like 3.30. And it's like an hour drive, uh, you know, without traffic. And then, you know, the, the Usle, Upipe, attacked me, and I had to yeah. pull over and go to McDonald's. That's why I was late. And did you, uh, did the Phillies win? I haven't, I haven't checked. They were losing, I think, two to one. Um, they were looking pretty crappy. Um... So why don't we uh, wrap the show up because no one cares about the Phillies. <laughs> no, no, no. L- let's finish, please. <laughs> Should we, we analyze every position and the, and the whole lineup? <laughs> Starting with the um, the right fielder. Go. Uh, right. Okay. The right fielder is Hunter Red. Pence. <laughs> All right. We'll have to uh, we'll have to do some live drinking on the show next week and discuss it. Um. Do live yeah. drinking on the show? I advise it. That's a great idea. Let's do it. Uh, Michael Piscardi, John Hassinger, Matthew Klosinski. I'm Matthew Clark. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You guys have anything else you'd like to add? Good intro. Good show. Good show, everybody. What, hey, real quick, what, what's everyone like watching tonight? Like, what's everyone everyone's uh, TV docket? Um, Clark, you go first. Uh, tonight, it's just going to be the Bernstein Bears Trouble at School. It's a cartoon from 84. Uh, Can you ever answer with the truth? No. I have nothing on the docket tonight. I have no shows planned. No? Nothing? No. Okay. Nothing. Video games. Klosinski. I only watch Cops. This is really the only show that I watch. Oh, so yeah, Cops. Cops for I'm me. I'm sure there'll be uh, quite a few reruns on Spike TV later tonight that I'll be indulging in. That I probably have already seen. Um, but, you know. That's probably what I'll be watching. That's a pathetic. I'm going to try and catch 60 minutes. What's John? Who's on, who's on tonight? I actually have no idea. 
Oh, you guys are terrible. How about you, John? Oh, Game of Thrones! Of course. Classic. Best show on TV. It is a good show. But you don't watch it. No, I usually watch, like, binge watch it. I'll wait till I get, like, a season on Netflix, and then I'll spend, like, a case and a... The only show I actually watch, live show, that, as it's happening, without watching it later, is The Walking Dead. I watch... I've watched every episode that night it came out. Other than that, uh, uh, it was, like, Sopranos, Entourage, um... I watched as they came, but uh, usually I just like yeah. watch online a couple of days later. I, I read a little, like watch a little clips here and there to stay topical, but right, yeah. Walking Dead's great. Uh, it's a great show. I think it's coming back in uh, October. Yeah, that's a machine, man. That, that show's going to keep the, going forever. The spinoff too. The spinoff is going to run right up until the regular show begins. Spinoff, uh, the one with uh, the precursor of it. Fear the Walking Dead. It's like, you know, yeah. set at the same time of the outbreak, but like a little bit later in another area. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's L.A. I think it takes place in L.A. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe you'll be like an extra in an episode. <laughs> they, all they did was film in meth the, heads on Santa in, Monica Boulevard. In the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They didn't have <laughs> extras. It's a zombie. They're all free. Sorry. <laughs> Before we go, can I, Claus, do you have a quick second? I want to do my uh, impression of every uh, cop on the show Cops and how the show starts. Sure. Okay. I love it. You guys have seen Cops, of course? Yeah. Here's every every episode. I've been working in Port Washington for about 10 years, and uh, I love it. It's a great job. gives us a chance to fish on the weekend. You get a good camaraderie with your guys. They're cops, too. Uh, and the important thing is just to stay proactive and uh, make sure you have uh, a good group of guys to help you get home to see your family at the end of the day. Okay, we're pulling up on a car suspect. He's got a plate off. Uh, we're going to check it out. Eight, eight, three, four. Love that show. Driver! It's pretty much every episode. Pretty good. <laughs> it was perfect. I could see the guy in the car driving in the like you know neighborhood from Friday, and then pulling up into a house that looked like that house from Friday, right. and and hilarity ensuing. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and we'll post the um, podcast episodes on Mixler dot com slash the podcastle and on YouTube. Good night, everybody. Thank you. And good luck. Good work, everybody. Ciao.